0: Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the Hippie Haven podcast. Every Wednesday, I interview experts and everyday people on how they live an ethical and eco-friendly lifestyle and how you can too. Previously, we've covered topics like how to go zero waste, environmental activism, preventing food waste, secondhand shopping, starting an eco business, and so much more. My goal is to inspire you to take action, both in your day-to-day routine and on a larger scale of combined advocacy, because I believe that together, we can make a difference in saving the planet. If you haven't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you automatically get each new episode right when it comes out. Today's guest is Dr. Samuel Milham, a specialist in occupational epidemiology, who's known as the scientist who first alerted the world to the frightening potential link between occupational exposure to electromagnetic fields and human disease. Born in 1932, Dr. Millam is a graduate of Union College and Albany Medical College. He became a senior resident in epidemiology at the New York State Department of Health in 1961 and then was a development consultant for that department. His experience includes associate professor, Department of Pediatrics, Albany Medical College. Associate Professor, University of Hawaii School of Public Health and Medical School, Section Head Epidemiology Section, Washington State Department of Health, Chronic Disease Epidemiologist, Washington State Department of Health, and more. He has received many awards, including the Robert Carl Strom Foundation Humanitarian Award in 1990, and has written dozens of peer-reviewed articles on various medical issues. His mortality rate studies led to the writing of his book, Dirty Electricity, to alert people to the possibility of a looming epidemic of mortality due to high-frequency radiation and what steps to take to reduce our exposure to dirty electricity. Now, this is a controversial topic with limited research behind it. There are many people who do believe that electromagnetic fields are negatively affecting our bodies and that there needs to be more research done into the long-term consequences on humans, animals, and the environment. And there are many others who think that the existing research proves that there's no adverse health risks from electromagnetic fields. My goal is to always introduce topics to you and then encourage you to do your own research and to, at the end of the day, do what's best for you, your family, and the planet as best you can. With that said, let's get into today's episode. My first question uh, for you is, what is your professional background?
1: I'm a physician and I've got a a degree in uh, public health in addition to the MD. I've got a bachelor of science from Union College uh, M.D. from Albany Medical School, and a Master of Public Health from Johns Hopkins.
0: And I'd like to start with the absolute basics, Doctor. What is electricity, and how does it work to power our homes with the flip of a switch? Well, When you flip the
1: light switch in your house, what happens is uh, you've, you've made an electrical contact that brings electricity, this energy, in, into your, your house. Uh, and it comes from uh, a generating station, either sort of steam or solar or wind, and uh, and it's uh, they gen they generate the stuff by uh, well this is interesting I never, <laughs> never thought I'd have to get back this far but anyway uh, they they uh, they generate it and uh, then they send it to your house on uh, high voltage lines and then it, it could gets stepped to lower voltage at a substation now. Uh, And then it gets into your house at the voltage we use. In this country, it's 60 cycles a second. That means it goes from positive to negative 60 times a second. And in Europe, it's 50 cycles a second. Now, the thing that people don't realize about electricity is uh, it's a circuit. It it, it comes to your house when you throw the switch, but it's got to go back to where it came from. It's, It's the utility substation you know, probably just a few miles or, or, or further from your house. And uh, when the grid was built in this country, it's called the grounded wide grid. All the electricity that came to your house went back on a return wire. And you, and this, most, of the, most of the transmission in this country and elsewhere is in wires. And the, the wires are made of copper or other conductive material. And, uh, it initially went back to the substation in uh, in a wire, but in, in recently, in the last say 30 years, the utilities are dumping more and more of it into the ground. If you go out and look at the transformer, that's that gray can on the, the pole near your house. It uh, it it's got a, it's got wires to it from uh, the, trend, the where it's generated. It also has a wire that runs from the center tap. The three taps on the, the three electrical connections on the transformer it's got a line running to the ground and so what happens is the ground now is full of returned current going back to the substation and I think that's a big problem uh, for the poor animals that live in the ground uh, like the that are dying, amphibians that are dying frogs and newts and, and the other animals that are disappearing uh, and, uh, and it also causes uh, electrocution in fresh water. The measurement of electricity is voltage and amp- amperes. Voltage is just the pressure, and amperage is the flow. If you have electricity in a wire and it's not flowing, it, 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 it's no hazard. When it flows, you get voltage times amperage equals, equals the power. But anyway, that's the mechanics of uh, electricity.
0: And so what is electromagnetic pollution? Well, uh, when,
1: when electricity flows in, in any conductor, like a wire or your body, it, uh, it put, puts out magnetic fields. That's one one kind of pollution. Uh, these things, they penetrate the environment. Well, if you grab a wire, you get you get electrical polluted right away. You get electrocuted. Or you get a shock. But if you stand near a, a wire that's carrying current or underneath the power line, uh, it's putting uh, magnetic fields, and electromagnetic fields into your body. Like I, I, I've got a, a fancy little meter that measures the, these fields. And as I drive down the highway, uh, when I go underneath a power line, the, the meter reads. And uh, it's, it's not healthy to, to live in strong fields because our Let's face it, we are electromagnetic animals. Uh, our hearts work on electricity, our brain, our muscles, but it's low voltage. And, uh, and uh, these, these high fields that that we've put into our environment uh, starting in the late 1800s in, in this country, thanks to Tom Edison, they're a health problem. And I, I realized that early on, and I studied childhood leukemia and found out that that uh, it happened more in people who were exposed to this, uh, especially in in kids. And uh, then I I followed that up by looking at, uh, well, uh, let me see if I can explain it this way. Uh, Electricity started in this country, in New York City, from a a place where it was generated on Pearl Street, Thomas Edison, in in the mid 1800s. By the turn of the century, most of the big cities in the world had it, had electricity. But it was an urban phenomenon. Rural areas didn't have it. In, f- in fact, the the distances are so long in this country that the whole country didn't catch up to the cities until the f- 1950s in the U.S. So I looked at deaths in the 30s and 40s in this country and looked at cause of death and showed that the cause of death distribution was strongly urban in other words uh, any cause of death you looked at i started looking at leukemia of course because but then i found all the cancers and the only cause of death that didn't correlate with urban rural was uh, was car accidents they were happening everywhere but i was surprised that suicide for example is was an was urban disease in 1940 and uh but, you know, as the years went on, we got elect- electricity everywhere. The disease went everywhere. And if you look at the, in 1940, uh, I got a paper on that. Uh, actually, all this stuff is written up in a book called Dirty Electricity. It's about 11 bucks from Amazon. You can get it from Barnes & Noble, too, I think. And uh, I've got a website. Just They put my name in, Sam Milham, Dirty Electricity, in Google. My website will pop up. And on there, there are a bunch of early, uh, a bunch of papers. Uh, in fact, the last one was just a, five or six months ago showing that fluorescent lights uh, are, are a carcinogen. The, their elect- electronics put out bad electromagnetic fields, radio frequency fields, RF. We found out because uh, a dairy farmer put a, a new fluorescent light, standard fluorescent light, you know, bought off a, off off a place that sells these things, and and, uh, his cow stopped giving milk. So we we figured it out and replaced the light with a light that didn't do that. But anyway, uh, it it explains why uh, office workers and and, and other people uh, get melanoma, which is supposed to be due to sunshine. Well, indoor workers have a lot more melanoma than outdoor workers, so the sunshine business just doesn't work with melanoma, which is the black skin cancer.
0: So your research found links between electromagnetic pollution and and cancer and other diseases. What were some of these other diseases? Is there other types of problems in the body that you think are are related to electromagnetic pollution?
1: You know, the older I get, the more I realize that nearly all our so-called diseases of civilization, you know, uh, heart disease, all the cancers, suicide, uh, obesity, is certainly one of one of the diseases that's caused by this, uh, and, and uh, how it happens, I can't tell you exactly, but I know it happens in electrified populations, and and, and, uh, uh, and but now there's very few populations that are unelectrified, in rural or rural, rural areas, and in India, a lot of rural areas in India don't have electricity, in Southeast Asia, there's some places that don't have it. Everything is caused by it.
0: And so if electromagnetic pollution is so bad for our bodies, then I would assume that the people who live without electricity, like, for instance, the Amish people in the United States, they would likely have lower rates of these diseases. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. And uh, I've studied the Amish out in uh, in Wisconsin. I work with Dave Stetzer, uh, who, who sells... Uh, little filter devices that you can plug into your outlets to get rid of the the dirty electricity, uh, the stuff that shouldn't be there. Straight 60 cycle isn't as bad as what comes into your house because you've got a lot of other garbage riding on it that we we call the dirty electricity. And he makes and markets filters that you can plug into your outlets to get rid of this stuff. But anyway, uh, he had me come out I used to visit him usually once a year for a week or two in Wisconsin. And I live out in uh, Olympia, Washington. <clears throat> and One year we, he had a whole bunch of Amish people that I examined and they were getting sick. They don't have electricity in their houses, but they're getting sick from the ground current that was coming into their house. You know, when they, they buy farms and stuff, the first thing they do is rip out the wires and, uh, and, and they don't, you know. They use, ride bicycles and they use horses. And, uh, horses pull the plows, and and they aren't. They, they are healthier. They they don't get diabetes like we do. Their bones are stronger. Uh, but uh, you put your finger on it. If I if I live long enough, I'm, I hope to 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 look to see uh, if there are any other things I can notice about the Amish uh, that we haven't noticed already.
0: Could their healthier lifestyle be attributed as well to the fact that, you know, they're not eating the standard American diet?
1: Oh, I don't, th- I don't believe that. The diets vary all over the world. And and the thing that, that drives disease is electricity, not the diet. And, and uh, the Amish, uh, you know, shoe fly pie, that's one of their their, <clears throat> their tricks. <clears throat> they eat a lot of meat and uh, sweet stuff and, uh, I mean, their diet I don't, don't think is really healthy, <laughs> but they're healthy and because they don't have this electricity oozing through their, their their body and causing all kinds of problems in their body.
0: And so then what about cell phones? Cell phones emit microwaves, correct? And how does that affect our bodies?
1: They're, they're bad, absolutely bad. I Never never put a cell phone to your head because they, sh- they showed animal studies uh, and people studies showing that on people, it causes uh, cancer on, on the phone, the side of the head you use it with. And uh, also the salivary glands near, near there get it too. And uh, you know, the, the utility companies and the people who make cell phones uh, put out propaganda saying that, that the stuff is all in your head, but it's not. The things are dangerous and uh, you know, I've got meters and I measure what a cell phone puts out. It's like having a microwave oven up against your head.
0: And your work suggests that cancers are frequency specific, meaning that certain frequencies of electricity can cause specific types of cancers. Can you explain more about what you found in that area?
1: We didn't really do the frequency stuff. Other people did it, but there's a lot of good experimental data showing that certain frequencies cause the effect you're looking for where adjacent frequencies, you know, nearby don't. And uh, so so I'm, 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 I'm positive that there are frequency-specific effects in this, and, uh, um, but I don't know, for example, the difference between the 50 cycle in Europe and 60 cycle here, but I know, I think we have more more cancer than the people in the 50 cycle areas.
0: And how does electromagnetic pollution affect wildlife and the environment?
1: <clears throat> well, uh, you know, they pick it up. Uh, you know, most of them, uh, the birds, for example, migrate on magnetic fields and uh, if they looked at migrating birds, and they they shut they avoid antennas and other sources uh, that put, put pollution out, and uh, and you know, you, you can I mean you can electrocute animals. I mean they're they're they're, they're electromagnetic, and I will worry about the amphibians because they're they live in moist or wet environments, and uh, like you know you, you can if you can electrocute people in a in a river, you can electrocute the the, the animals that live there, that's just electric. I mean, you, can, you can make them sick by putting fields into their body.
0: Now, what about solar panels? Is the electricity from solar panels safer than traditional electricity?
1: Oh, yes, it is. It's direct current. All solar panels put out DC, and most windmills do too. But the problem is, if you're hooked to the grid, it's bad because... Uh, i measure lots of houses and places that have solar. And uh, if they're hooked to the grid, it's bad because the inverter, that's just a device that changes the, the DC to 60 cycle AC. Uh, they put out really bad dirty electricity levels. And, uh, and people have solar. On, the only good thing about solar is it only happens when the sun's up. And uh, if you ever have a DC solar house run on batteries that's good. But if it's AC and it's hooked to the grid, it's bad news.
0: What's your opinion on 5G cellular technology and its increasing spread around the United States? I think
1: it's going to be worse for people because it's got more units and they're closer to people. And the distance is really important.
0: Is it possible to safely coexist with modern technology?
1: Not the way it's currently deployed. I think if you I know some people who are electrosensitive, I mean, really electrosensitive. And uh, they, they live with DC solar, and uh, they live in rural areas, so they don't get much of the other stuff, except they all get ground current. I find ground current everywhere, even up in, I used to hike the Cascade Trust Trail, and I find it up there. I find it on islands in Puget Sound. Well, we, we have to really change it, you know. If we get DC systems, and uh, get rid of the wireless. Wi-Fi is bad news, wireless transmission, because it's, if it's wireless, you're walking through, it's the transmission in air. I mean, a lot of houses I see you where know, people are sick, uh, if you
0: shut the wireless off, they get better. So how can we reduce electromagnetic pollution in our homes? Well, uh, I take my house here. Uh, I live out in the country.
1: I've got the filters in. I do like the microwave, so I've got a a shield, a fabric shield that I put over it. It doesn't stop it, but it drops it way down. When I put stuff in the microwave, I don't stand there and admire it. I walk away from it. You get 10 feet away from it, the levels are really low. Uh, And I I had a power company put one of these meters on my house uh, that reported it. uh, electricity use automatically. Uh, when they put that thing on, I couldn't I couldn't sleep and uh, so I complained and complained and finally after a long time they uh, they had a program where they you get, they put the old analog meter back on. Not my old one but another one. So, so the day they put it on I started sleeping better. So I'm trying to think of any other now I've got forced hard hot air heating and uh I use the fireplace. But my house is pretty clean, I've measured it. But it but in cities, you know, you're getting you're getting the stuff from the ground, you're getting your stuff from your neighbors. If they've got solar, if they got other other things that can get into your house uh, because because of the return currents.
0: Something I've seen is recommending to like not sleep with um, any electrical devices in your bedroom. Is that something that you recommend?
1: Yeah, they'd say.
0: My
1: my bedroom is. uh, It doesn't have it. The lights are off. The only electricity in there is the, is the 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 wire the wire box for the TV. But that's the other end of the room. You know, if you get a, you can buy cheap meters to measure the stuff. Just go around your house and measure it, and do what you can to get the levels as low as you can.
0: And so your work is quite controversial, and it's been criticized by the, the quote-unquote mainstream scientific community. What are your thoughts on, on that?
1: People that criticize it are people are being paid to criticize it by the utilities. Every time I publish a paper, there are a couple of professors, one from England and one from here, that will write these nasty articles, uh, compl- you know, bitching about my paper, and, uh, or our papers, because I write with Dave a lot. And finally, they ticked themselves off to let, they acknowledged that they were getting money to, to do their work from the Electric Power Research Institute, which is paid for by the utilities. So these people, you know, I don't know of any mainstream guy who's shot any of my papers down, not one.
0: And that's a wrap. If you find value in the Hippie Haven podcast, please share it with someone you know who'd be interested. You can leave a review on iTunes or whichever podcast app you're using, and please consider buying me a virtual cup of coffee to keep me going. Each episode takes around six hours to create, and episodes cost about $50 each out of my own pocket. These costs include file hosting, editing transcription for people who need or prefer visual content, and my own time of researching, drafting, recording, proofing, and promoting. You can visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Cali, that's C-A-L-L-E-E, to support the work I'm doing with a $4 cup of coffee. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for spending this time with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.